What's up, y'all? It's Hayden, a.k.a. Brother Hellas, and you are now tuning into The Babbling Brothers. If you're working out, chilling with the boys, or just need a distraction from your everyday troubles, then you're in the right place. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Babbling Brothers. Now, today, I've got a a special little surprise for you guys. So it is actually a a, a solo show, hosting-wise at least. Uh, My two co-hosts, Chili Style and Tornado, could not be with me today, unfortunately. (laughs) But uh, on the upside, I have a very special guest with me today. It is the one, the only... Staff Sergeant Harris. Go ahead. Introduce yourself, man. Hey, how's it going, guys? Staff Sergeant Harris here. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So um, Sergeant Harris is with the U.S. Army, and today uh, he was coming in to tell us a little bit about um, recruiting as far as like the educational perks and so on and so forth. Uh, so let's just go ahead and get right into it. Um, Joe, I-, I wanted to start off with like... Um, Well, you know, since we're out of college, I wanted to start off with like the most important thing to college students, which is going to be those scholarships and the uh, the financial aid perks. So um, I'm just curious as to what types of scholarships and and financial aid you guys offer. That's a really good question. And it's actually a question that um, we get a lot when we're dealing with applicants or people who are interested in the Army. Uh, So it kind of really depends on which route you want to take. Okay. Um, With the Army, we offer two different options, the active duty and the Army Reserves. the Army Reserves is going to be a part-time deal, so you're only going to do it one week in a month, two weeks a year, which means it's more really uh, aimed at college students and individuals who want to go to college. So right. you get to be a full-time college student in going to class Monday through Friday, uh, and then, like I said, that one week in a month, that two weeks a year is when you're going to be putting on a uniform, and you get to be Army for that time period. Uh, to answer your question about scholarships, um, whether you choose active duty or the reserves, the the payment is still the same. You're going to get your 100% of your tuition paid for by the Army. Um, so I wow. know I know your case, you, like, tuition's pretty expensive. You're looking, uh, I don't Let know the, the, the exact numbers <laughs> off the top of my head, but I know right. it's up there. Um, so you're, you don't have to worry about that. It's going to be covered by the Army. Fully um, covered completely. Fully covered, 100% wow. tuition. Yeah. As well as that, you're going to get a stipend, so you're going to get money for books. Uh, what usually happens is you buy your books, and then the Army will write you a check to cover it, and then that allows you to, you know, go back and sell your books or do whatever you need to do with it. Um. <clears throat> on top of that with the reserves they have kind of their own add-ons to it as well so you can classify for a couple of different other things um such as what we call a gi bill kicker which is you know extra money up to an extra 350 dollars a month that you can use and as well as with the reserves you can get student loan repayment uh so you know if you're into your second year or third year or however many years in and you've racked up some student loans the Army has a program that will pay up to $50,000 of those student loans. Wow, of loans that you've already taken out. Yeah. That's and it. That's another awesome. a really cool feature about that as well is that, say you're a high school senior and you're coming into KSU for your first year so you don't have any loans yet, you can utilize that program as almost like a credit. So the Army will say, hey, we're going to let you take up to $50,000 in student loans and we'll cover them, no questions asked. You don't even have to worry about how you're going to pay them off or anything. We, we got you. Wow, that's fantastic, man. I mean, I know for me personally, I've definitely, you know, um, I've, I've applied for scholarships and, and had to take out some loans. And so that's, that's been a struggle, but it's nice to hear that, you know, a program like this, um, um, you know, since you're going into the service that you get so much out of it as well. 
Um, but I also wanted to ask, uh, in terms of the active service, so I assume you'd be going to school after you've, you know, done your service and absolutely. So, um, I'm an active duty soldier. I've been on active duty for the last 16 years. Um, and so with the active duty it is because it's a full-time commitment, you know, Monday through Friday, you're waking up, you're working out, you're putting a uniform on, you're doing your, your army job as a full-time job. So you can still go to school. Uh, that's what I did. I actually earned an associate's and a bachelor's degree through online courses in local community colleges and the army will still pay for it. They're going to pay hundred percent of your tuition uh, as well, just like they would in reserves. And they're also going to give that stipend for books, um, which is, in my opinion, I kind of like it better because I'm not a guy who can sit there and listen to somebody drone on for hours, and, you know, <laughs> study on my own. So I, right. I, I like the online portion because yeah. I like to be able to knock out a semester's worth of work in like two weeks yeah. and take, do it at my own pace. Mm. Um, so that it works better for me because, you know, uh, like I said, I can do it at my own pace. I can do it in the comfort of my house online. And, um, the army paid for it. Yeah. Both of my degrees, the army paid for. It. I don't, you know, my wife, she got a bachelor's degree in like business management or medical management. So I don't even remember what it is now. <laughs> um, and even with, you know, student aid and financial aid and all the other stuff that we used, she still ended up taking out like $20,000 in student loans uh, for her bachelor's degree. And then, like yeah. I said, I got an associate's degree and then I was all like, Hey, you know what? I want another degree. So I went back and got a bachelor's degree on top of that. That's awesome. And the army paid for a hundred percent of it. I, they paid my books. They paid my tuition. We covered all the costs associated with my school. Wow. I mean, that sounds, that sounds like a good deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how you can beat that. I mean, right. Like, we're, just throw, we're just throwing money at you. Throwing like, come money. on, man. You want, <laughs> hey, you want to go to college? You want to, the army got you. Paycheck. That's awesome. No, that's, that's like, I mean, I know, um, because there's, you know, a lot of, um, people aren't, aren't fortunate enough to, to be able to take out loans or whatever. They, they can't go to school without a, a program like this. So that's, it's nice to hear. Do you get a lot of, uh, people that, that are, are, um, you know, that you're recruiting just specifically because the, of the educational perks and things like that? or So, you know, it, it really depends on the area. Um, mm. You know, here in the Kennesaw Marietta area, we're fortunate that most of the individuals that live here are, you know, upper middle class or high class. You know, they're financially well off. So they have good plans, good good ways set up to pay for their education. Um, so we, we do run into some individuals that utilize the Army, and that's like their primary source to pay for their education. Um, not so much in this area, because like I said, because of how the economic structure is set up. Right. Uh, but there are areas throughout the country where there are individuals who, you know, cannot afford college any other way. Uh, and you know, the army steps in and says, Hey man, we got you. Yeah. You know, that's actually how I, like I said, that's, uh, that's how I went to college because a little bit about me when I joined the army 16 years ago, um, you know, I barely graduated high school. Like I had to go and bribe my English teacher to pass me and tell her she was like my <laughs> best teacher ever. And I learned so much from her and all this other stuff. Um, so like. I literally had to, you know, kiss up to her to pass high school. Right. Uh, so I knew that college was not in the cards for me right out of school. I just, I didn't have the grades. My mom worked like three jobs to support us as a single parent. Um, you know, so we didn't have the money. Uh, so I went to the army and I've always wanted to serve. And it was just like extra bonus to me because they're like, hey, you get to do what you've always wanted to do, live out your dream of serving. Uh, and at the same time, you get to go to college and improve yourself mentally uh, and set yourself up for a future with not only one degree, but now two degrees hmm. to make yourself more marketable in the future. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously you've made, um, uh, the military, your, your full time, but do you have plans for after you're done or? Yeah. You know, um, once I retire, cause like I said, I've been in for 16 years. Right. Yeah. So I, um, I retire in four years, uh, wow. a full 20 years in the military, um, be 38 and some change when I retire, mm. uh, collecting a full pension, uh, for the rest of my life. 
which is something that most people can't say. You know, they're working absolutely 50, 60 not before they re- can get any kind of pension. Hundred percent. I'm in my th- you know mid to late late thirties collecting pension, um, but I think I'm gonna go on like a month long hunting, fishing, and camping trip. Hey, and live <laughs> in the woods and like absolutely do nothing. That's um, awesome for you know just because I can. And yeah, I'll you still, earned it, and I'll still be getting paid. Which right. Is the best part about it. It's like you like you haven't been home in a month. What have you been doing? It's like well, uh, been sitting in a around a campfire, drinking whiskey <laughs> and hanging out and yeah. um, getting paid. Yeah. Uh, but after that, no. Um, because like my wife wants to work in the medical field, so you know she might go try to do something with a hospital or something like that. Uh, and it's for me. I'm probably just going to kind of do a part-time job uh, working at like Cabela's or something. Yeah. Um, I haven't really, you know, that's the the great thing about the Army and that stability that I've had with the last 16 years and being able to retire with a pension and having my bills covered is that I, once I get out of the Army, I have that opportunity to work a part-time job, you know, working at Cabela's or AutoZone or whatever, whatever I want to do, working 20 hours a week. And I don't really have to worry about what am I going to do to financially provide for my family? Because I'm covered. So it gives me that little bit of flex to, you know, really just do whatever I want to do and seek the path that makes sense to me. Uh, I would love to be a game warden. Um, oh, yeah. That's like, I, I, you know, I love the outdoors. I love all the stuff incorporated with it, like hunting and fishing, all that stuff. So if I could do something that, you know, while serving in the same capacity that I'm kind of doing now, but giving back to the environment, that, that'd be the ultimate goal, I would think. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. That's, that, I mean, <laughs> sounds like living the dream to me. You know? Right. Um, but no, that's that's perfect, because I, I also wanted to get into, you know, um, um, post-service and, and post-grad. Um, I, I know that the, uh, the, the Army, rather, offers, um, like, career planning services and things like that. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so the Army has your future in mind from day one. Mm-hmm. One of the programs we offer, it's called the PAYS. Uh, it's Partnership for Youth Success. Um, and what it basically entails is whether you choose to go active duty or go on the reserves, it's going to set you up with a job interview once your uh, contract is complete. So like for active duty, once your initial contract is complete and you get out of the Army, you are guaranteed a job interview with at least with a company that closely matches what you join the Army for. Uh, and then for the reserves, they offer the same thing, but it's a little bit different because instead of waiting until you were finished with your contract, as soon as you finish your job training and you come back because, you know, with the reserves, it's locally. So right. you don't go to basic training, you go to your job training, and then you come right back here to the Kennesaw area to, you know, be a student or do whatever you want to do uh, while doing your one week at a month with a, a unit that's local here uh, in the area. So you come back to your area with the reserves and you already have that job interview scheduled and it's not it's not a guaranteed job, you know. It's not right. saying the army's like, "Hey, we got you this job at Microsoft, You're good son." <laughs> no, it's You're you good. know, it's it's hey, you are guaranteed an interview with a job. Right. So, uh, for, I have a young lady. She just left for base training not too long ago, and she had worked in the medical field before she joined the army reserve. So when and we got her a job, kind of similar to that, uh, so that when she comes back from her training, she's already had has her job interview lined up with a medical corporation. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, uh, but she has that job interview lined up with that corporation so that she can come in off of her training, go in there and say, hey, uh, I would like to apply. You know, we, I'm the individual from this program right. and I would like to work with your company while also serving the reserve. So right off the bat, the Army's got you. Um, they have you covered with that pays that interview set up. On top of that, you know, there's over 150 different careers in the Army itself. 
and the reserves offers all of the same jobs as the active duty army with the exception of like two or three jobs which are combat related so with that many different jobs and that different many different specialties ranging from you know everything from administratives uh, to medical field to mechanical to aviation maintenance to logistics to legal and engineering mm. you know we, we've got it all covered and so with that availability of jobs and that plethora of options available to you you are set up for a successful future after the army um the example that i always like to use is there is a job we call the 68 whiskey it's a combat medic Mm. and what it is is it's a medic it's a an individual who's kind of a cross between a emt and a nurse is the best way to describe it yeah (laughs) Uh, they do triage they administer you know they deal with patients and they get them set up to see the doctor um and do all that stuff that's incorporated with the medical field. Uh, as part of their training, the very first phase of their training, once they get into that job training, is EMT certification. Right. So they are able to become a certified registered EMT, and the Army pays for it and mandates wow. that they renew that certification every year and pays for it every year. Wow. So they stay current on it. Yeah. Uh, and if you're a reservist and you choose that job and you come back here uh, to attend KSU, then you can actually go over to Cobb County Emergency Services and say, hey, you know, here's my registration from the Army as a registered EMT. Mm-hmm. And Cobb County Services will then nationally register you with their network, and now you are a nationally registered EMT, th- th- so you can be an EMT in Cobb County in the state of Georgia, and you don't have to pay anything. You know, that sort of thing is like $1,000, $2,000 to do, uh, and the Army paid you to do it. Right, yeah. Um, another example is with the computer field. You know, computer jobs are booming. IT is booming. Security, all those different jobs that encompass the, the computer world, those, those are big money. It's where all the money is right now, right? 100%. Uh, and so with those certifications that you need, like uh, Security Plus, Microsoft Plus Plus, and all those other, one, <laughs> all those other ones that I don't know because there's right. like 100 of them and I'm not a computer guy. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I drive big trucks and you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. computer's not my forte. But uh, we have all those jobs in the Army. Mm-hmm. And in order to do those jobs in the army, just like you would have to do it in the regular world, you have to have those certifications. Right. So the army is going to give you those certifications in training as part of your job training. Right. Because you have to have them to do your job in the army. So now that you've already gotten the certifications, you know, that could cost thousands of dollars to achieve on your own that the army's paid for, you can tra- take that and carry it over into the regular market to utilize and get a job as well. And then some of the other jobs involve security clearances, especially some of those computer jobs. Right. So on average, a regular secret security clearance costs the company $50,000 to acquire. Right. And that's something that you're going to get while you're in the Army, depending on what job you have, you know, mm. at no cost. So you know, when you're going to apply for jobs outside of the Army and carry on your future, these are the things that employers are going to be looking at. They're going to be like, hey, what certifications does it have? Um, okay, he has all these certifications that the Army gave them. You know, what kind of background do they have? Okay, they've done this exact job in the military for, you know, X many years. Right, yeah. And, oh, if you're going to work for one of these top-end corporations, you know, like Microsoft, the NSA, CIA, FBI, those individuals that require security clearances, that's another thing they're going to look at. Do we have to spend $50,000, $100,000 on this individual to issue them a security clearance? Mm. No, we don't because they got one in the Army and they kept it valid. So now we've just saved our corporation hundreds of thousands of dollars by not having to pay for these certificates. Yeah. And on, I top, mean, 
that's another reason to go after that person because now, hey, we don't have to pay for that. That's exactly. nice, right? Yeah. And, you know, that's that's what all boils down to is the money. Yeah, 100% always. I mean, yeah. <laughs> money makes the world go around. Exactly. Um, but no, that's fantastic to hear that that you're getting on the job training like while you're in the service. That's, I mean, you know, where else can you get that, you know? Exactly. Normally you have to pay for that kind of stuff. And the Army says, we're not only going to train you to do these jobs and set you up for the success, but we're going to pay you while you're doing it. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Like, I'm getting paid to learn how to do something that's going to help me out to make even more money, you know, when I go. Like, for example, uh, we have a job in the Army. It's a UAV operator. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exactly what it sounds like. You fly drones. I play Call of Duty, you know, it's, so it's, I got that. It's <laughs> just like Call of Duty. It, you know, you got yeah. a little joystick. You're sitting in front of a computer, and you're flying your drone. Um, <laughs> and it, 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 you know, it requires a security clearance. Right. And, you know, so you get to do this, you, this for so many years, doing this job, getting that experience. And then, you know, my brother-in-law was military intelligence. And so he was telling me about it when I was in Afghanistan. And he's like, hey, you know, these these drone operators, they get out of the army. They go work for like the CIA, the NSA, these guys. And they're making, you know, two, three hundred thousand dollars a year. So. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's like the ultimate success story. Yeah, must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> um, but no, that's I mean, like I said, that's fantastic because I mean, as you said, where else can you get? on the job training while getting paid while they're paying for all these certifications. I mean, it, it sounds like a pretty good deal. It's a lot of perks. And, um, but also I wanted to get into, uh, uh, specifically a few more of those, um, kind of perks and, and things like that. Uh, for example, um, what does your healthcare look like when you're in the military and that kind of thing? So healthcare is, you know, again, it's, it's based off of which component you choose, whether the active duty or the reserves. Sure. Um, the reserves is going to be, uh, well, it's kind of, it's, I think how I want to word this. No, uh, <laughs> I, I always say it weird. Um, so with the reserves, you get healthcare like you would in active duty. It's just, you have to pay for it a little bit. Right. Um, so I don't know how much you pay for health insurance. I'm not going to ask you, but you know, <laughs> I'm not going to ask the, your listeners how much they pay for health insurance. Right. But, you know, you know, think in the back of your mind, how much are you paying for health insurance right now? It's right. probably, you know, upwards of, I would say at least a couple hundred dollars a month Sure. at the very minimum. So in the army reserve, you're going to get that healthcare coverage and you're only going to pay $47.82 for a single individual. So if you're wow. a single person, uh, no kids, no family, you know, that's what you're going to pay. Right. And then for a family, you, uh, you're going to pay $217.51. So you're all as a already starting off with the health insurance as a single person, you are going to be paying a fraction of what you would pay normally. Right. And then the same translates to a family as well. And then that includes dental as well. So mm. your the dental coverage is only like an extra twenty dollars a month, whether you choose single or family. Right. So all in, you know, you're looking at less than eighty dollars a month for <laughs> medical coverage, general coverage, and it covers you know everything like a typical insurance company would. There's basically almost no copays. They're very they're very very small. Less, I would say ninety nine percent of them are less than a hundred dollars of what you would end up paying. Mm. You, you're very rarely paying for the like prescriptions. You know, it's like small stuff you're paying. Like I think I pay. I don't know, like five ten dollars for certain prescriptions because yeah. of um, the plan that I'm on right now, not being on an active duty base. Right. Um, but on top of that, you know, if you have to go to the emergency room, if you have to get surgery done, or CAT scan, or MRI, or any of those things, you know, that mm. cost hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. The army's got you covered. Yeah. And you're either going to pay nothing at all, or you're going to pay a very low copay of less than you know, I not I wouldn't even say a hundred dollars. It's it's very small amounts. Yeah. Um, you can actually go onto the VA website, the VA.gov, and you can look up the Army Tricare uh, and see what the exact breakdown of the copays are by plans that they have set up, whether you're a single person or a family, um, and that's how it's set up for the reserves. Mm. Um, with the 
active duty, like I said, it's a little bit different uh, because you're on an, a military base. Uh, so everything is free. So your medical care, your dental care, it's, it's all 100% free. Wow. Um, and it, the best way to describe an army base is if you were to take the town of Marietta mm-hmm. and then you put a fence around it with guards, <laughs> that's an army base. Yeah. We have wow. all the same amenities. We have bowling alleys. We have restaurants. We have uh, grocery stores. We have gas stations. We have libraries, movie theaters, yeah. um, gyms, you name it. We have it all. Me- medical clinics, dental clinics. We have it all, we have all of this stuff on an army base they're they're very they're completely self-reliant and self-sustained so you can go to a a medical clinic or a dental clinic on the military base and that's why it's you're not paying anything for it because you're getting that work done in service right wow i mean that's again like it's incredible like the the perks that you get um uh and and healthcare especially because i know you know it's astronomical sometimes it, the amount of money people have to pay for. It is. And I, you know, I was bored one day um, and I, I Googled it because I have two kids mm-hmm. um, and I, I just Googled it just for this, you know, to make me a better recruiter. Yeah. To see <laughs> how much on average it costs to have a child here in like the cancel area. Sure. And on average, you're looking at for one child, you're looking at anywhere from $20,000 to $56,000 uh, for one childbirth. Yeah. And, you know, that's not including if anything goes wrong, if you need any other medical services. It's just like normal labor and delivery. Yeah. Um, and in the Army, like I said, I have two kids, uh, and we paid absolutely nothing for both child. Um, I, th- I think we paid $20 to get a birth certificate wow. for my kids. I think. <laughs> I don't remember. It was, it was a few years ago, but yeah, yeah. I, I, that sounds about right. So, you know, you're looking... And I know most of the college students are like, hey, I'm not looking to make, you know, start a family or whatever, but yeah. I got you with that's, you know, that's just kind of an example. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. You know, like one of the most common things in the world is childbirth and, mm. you know, how much that costs as associated to what you're going to pay in the military. Same thing with like if you go to, you know, you fall off your bike or you are drunk downtown and you stumble and break your arm, you know, you're looking at easily $100,000 in hospital bills with 100%. all the x-rays and all the stuff that encompasses with it. You know, if you're out on the town while you're in the army and you get drunk and fall down, I'm not saying I may or may not have done that in my past, <laughs> um, but you know, it happens. It happens. Uh, and that same injury happens. You're not paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical bills. You're going and you're getting evaluated and you're getting treated and it's all free. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, you know, what, what else can you ask for? Right. Um, but also an- another thing that I think, I don't know if necessarily when going in the army people think about, but in general, when going into any career field, uh, another important aspect obviously is going to be vacation time. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like? Absolutely. Everybody loves vacation time. I yeah. love vacation time. All right. I've been in the army 16 years. Like I've said a couple of times, I love the army, you know, um, I'll be sad when I retire, but mm. I still love my vacation. Time. <laughs> um, so with the army, whether you, uh, and with, the reserves, you're not really going to get um, vacation time because, again, it's part-time. It's only one week in a month. Of course. Um, so you're not – you're just not in it enough to accumulate it to make it worth it. Yeah. There are a few exceptions to that. Um, it's really too lengthy and complicated to get into detail mm-hmm. uh, here, but there are some exceptions to that. Um, but for the vast majority of the reservists, they will not accrue any kind of vacation time. Mm-hmm. Uh, on active duty, because it's a full-time job, you are going to accrue vacation time. And we call it leave. Um and what it is is you get two and a half days of paid vacation every single month. And that uh, comes up to 30 days of paid vacation a year. On top of that, you also get paid sick days mm. and you get all federal holidays off. And you're going to get at least a three-day or a four-day weekend or multiple every single month Wow! Uh, on the active duty. 
And the growth, th the cool thing about uh, the army leave is that you don't have to sit there and be like, oh, well, I want to take vacation two years from now and plan it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you can take it whenever you want. It, the prevailing uh, idea in the military and the army is that if you want to take leave, do you have enough days to cover it? Mm -hmm. You do? Great. When do you want to take it? Yeah. And that's how it works. Um, so as long as you say you want to take 14 days of vacation and you have 14 days or more, you just submit the request in, you know, just like you would any other job saying, hey, I want to go on vacation from this day to this day. Mm. And then it gets either approved or denied depending on, you know, the circumstances. 99% of the time it gets approved and you get to go on your paid vacation um, and do whatever you want to do just like you would in any other normal job. Mm. Um, what's cool about the Army is that there are two times a year that the Army basically forces you to take vacation. <laughs> I mean, like, you have to have a really good reason to not take vacation for yeah. them to be like, okay, you, you're good. You don't take leave this. Um, but, and that's during the, you know, the Christmas holidays, so right. the month of December. Mm. And then typically they do it in the summer months um, when the kids are out of school, so that way families can take, like, family vacations together. Very nice. So usually on, like, June, anywhere between June and August is kind of, the, those are when they do the big pushes saying, like, hey, we're blocking off from this day to this day of this month. And, like no matter what's going on, if you put in for those vacation days, you're going to get approved yeah. as long as you have the days to cover. So that's your employers encouraging you to go take a vacation. Exactly. <laughs> Very few employers out there you're going to find are going to be like, "Hey, you need to take vacation." You know, it's, <laughs> oh, it's Christmas holidays coming up. You know, uh -oh. you should you should go. You know, take a week off of work and go visit your family for Christmas. And you know, it's like yeah. it's very rare. But in the yeah. army, we're like, "Hey, you're taking vacation." Yeah, like, well, I don't go. want to. You're like, in okay. fact, I did that. I did that this year. I I only took like a couple of days um, mm. for Christmas. And my boss is like, so take some vacation. And I'm like, yeah, I am. I'll take Christmas Day and like one or two other days off. And he goes, no, no, take more. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to. He's yeah. like, no, you're you're gonna take more. And I'm like, no, I'm good, man. Like, <laughs> uh, we already know we're not gonna be working very much. We're gonna be doing half day schedules, so right. we're gonna be very chill around the office. Like, I'm good. I'm only gonna take like a couple days off. He's all like, Are you sure? Like, <laughs> and I'm all like, yeah. And that's just kind of the mentality when it comes to vacation time. It's like. With those specific periods, like, hey, go take vacation. Like, yeah. Go do it now. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, it's, you know, if you're getting burned out or you just need a break, you're just like, hey, I need to, you know, I'm going to drop some days. I'm going to take some vacation time. And they got you. Yeah. Um, going back to what I was talking about, the, the sick days as well. So, you know, here in the regular world, you are working with somebody and you want to take a day off because you're sick. You got the cold or whatever. You know, you got to call in and be like hey i'm sick you know and they're like okay maybe they give you a hard time and maybe you get the day off maybe you don't uh and if you do you're not getting paid for it mm. um or you know you have to go to the hospital and you get a doctor's note right. for like an extended period like a week or two off yep in the military it's a little bit different so you you go to uh the medics um to our medical facility and you're like hey i'm sick this is what's going on you get evaluated and then they give you a little slip it's basically like a doctor's note and they can tell you, they can basically tell you to stay home for anywhere from a day up to a week or, you know, depending on the severity of it. And so you get those, you get those same sick days that you're going to get in the regular job, but you're still getting paid, which is right. a real nice thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nothing's, there's nothing worse than being home sick with the flu than being home sick with the flu and not getting paid for it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's, it's really sucks. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's always nice to have like those vacation days and you said 30 days a year. Yep. 30 days a year. That's incredible. You know I mean? To be, to, to have the opportunity, especially like 
when, when they're encouraging you to take that time, go see your family, go do this, take a rest, you know, um, cause you're not going to hear that in a lot of places. But, um, on, on that family note, um, I also wanted to ask about the family services and support groups. Could you tell me something about that? Sure. Um, so whether you choose active duty reserves, a lot of these organizations are still going to be there, uh, across both components. Um, the vast majority of the the support organizations are going to be aimed at active duty because of the simple fact that it, it is a full-time job mm. um, as opposed to the active, the reserve side. But like I said, they are still available across the board. And there are just so many different organizations and so many different things that are set up to help families and make their transition into the military and their time in the Army you know, a lot more pleasant. Um, some of them, we have, we have a, a group... It's called the Family Readiness Group, or the FRG for short. Mm. Uh, and what it is is it's basically all of the spouses of service member and uh, service members, and they kind of make their own little group, and they go and organize events and hold meetings, and they are really that support system for the spouses. Mm. Um, the single soldiers are invited to attend as well, uh, but they, it is generally aimed for the spouses and the families, you know, so that way, you know, uh, back. 10 years ago or so when the war was really kicking off and, you know, we were deploying every year um, and everything was going hot and heavy. Yeah. Um, this, the families needed a support system of their own, you know, someone to have a shoulder to cry on, you know, to, to reach out and talk to, you know, if like there was financial troubles or just like they're stressed out or whatever the case may be, they needed that support system as well. And that's where the FRG stepped in. Cause they were like, Hey, um, you know, we got you. We understand this is a very stressful period um, and you need some help. And that, and, it's a support group mm-hmm. uh, and as well as that they organize some other cool stuff like you know events to get out there and have the families get together and do like picnics and so, so, uh, things along that nature uh so that's kind of the frg's deal uh we have an organization set up aimed specifically at the single soldiers uh we call it the boss or better opportunities for single soldiers mm. um and it's exactly what it sounds like it is an organization that gets all the single soldiers together and they like they get them out there and does stuff to you know, that's fun for them. You know, they do like video game tournaments or they'll go like whitewater rafting or right. go on camping trips or like trips to the city or whatever. Um, and they do all those different kind of events. Um, they'll have uh, these events that they'll do all over like a weekend. So like a three or four day or even a week long trip. Mm. And they'll do them during like normal work days and stuff too. So they're like, hey, there's this boss event. We're going to go, uh, you know, when I was in station in New York, they'd be like, hey, we're going to do this boss event. We're going to go to New York City for a week. And we're all like, okay, cool, you know. And then, <laughs> you know, the single soldier's like, hey, is this something I have to take leave for or whatever? Right. You know, take my own vacation time up. And the boss is like, nah, like you just put your name on this list. Uh, we clear it with your with your boss, your supervisor, and you know, as long as it's good, you get the time off of work. You don't have to worry about. It. You're still getting paid. You're getting to have fun, uh, and you get to go explore and do some stuff that you normally wouldn't get to do. Um, then there's a whole bunch of other different organizations that have their own purposes, like the Military One Source. It's aimed to uh, at military families to help them out with financial stuff, you know, loans and planning for the future to buy houses, buy cars or any of emergencies. Um, we have the army, uh, emergency relief fund, the AER fund. Uh, it's designed specifically for those emergency situations. Um, I had a soldier in Hawaii. Her father was terminally ill. Um, mm-hmm. she could not afford a plane ticket to come back home because, uh, tickets to Hawaii are expensive, you know, yeah. for one person, you're looking at about a thousand dollars to fly from Hawaii to Alabama. Right. And, you know, so she didn't have the money to cover a plane ticket such short notice to fly home and visit her terminally ill father. Mm. Uh, and so we took her to the AER and we're like, hey, you know, here's her emergency leave. It's been approved. Um, you Can you help her out? Can you get, you know, and they have a couple of different ways they can do loans. 
uh, it's a no interest loan where they basically they buy your plane ticket and then you can pay them back all at once or over 12 months or however you want. Um, they have grants as well. So they can be like, hey, you know, we're gonna just gonna buy your plane ticket. Don't worry about it. Um, and they have a couple other or a couple other little setups to help out those soldiers in those events um, that they, you know, they do that extra little help. Uh, and that covers all kinds of different things, not just plane tickets, but like if a soldier's house catches on fire and they lose all their stuff, you know, they, they can use the AAR to buy some of their stuff back or, you know, make their life a little less sucky. Um, and then the units themselves, they usually have funds kind of set aside for those instances. Like uh, my wife's grandmother, she passed away while we were in Hawaii. And uh, she's very close to her grandmother because her grandmother raised her. Right. And uh, so I was fully prepared to, you know, cough up $4,000 to fly us home. Um, and my unit, you know, we told him what's going on and my boss was like, Hey, don't worry about it. Go to this one place. Uh, I felt this form and I was like, okay. So I went and the, my unit actually paid for the plane tickets for me and my wife to fly home, um, short notice wow. to handle that emergency situation so that she could be there before her grandmother passed. That's amazing. Um, so there are organizations that are out there, uh, within the army itself that are geared to helping themselves. Uh, and then there are organizations as well on the outside that are geared to help out veterans as well. I'm sure everybody here is familiar with uh, the organizations like the VA, you know, the mm. Wounded Warrior uh, Fund. Um, and then there's a bunch of other different ones that are out there. So, I mean, there's just so many out there. There's, uh, it would just, it would take me days to list them all. <laughs> yeah. It, there is a very strong support system and there's a very strong sense of community and helping each other out because when you join the army, you're not just, you know, signing up for a job. Yeah. You are, or signing a contract for so many years. You're, you're really joining an organization. You're joining a family. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why so many people love the army, why they stay in it because they don't, they don't really understand that until they see it firsthand. Right. Um, that there's really nothing else out there like it in the world. You know, you go and even in fraternities and sororities, you know, it's the closest thing that I can think of that is comparable and it still doesn't hold a candle to what the army or the military in general holds as that, that organizational ties with that, mm. that family's uh, connection. Especially not fiscally, because I know you're coughing up a lot of money for a fraternity sorority. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but um, no, that's, it's, it's really nice to hear that um, the army's not only, you know, there to support uh, uh, those that sign up, but also their families, their children, their spouses. Um, Cause I think that's an important aspect that um, you don't always necessarily think about. Um, but one more thing that I, I definitely wanted to touch on was, um, the uh the the special pay or cash allowances uh for for covering like costs of living and stuff like that um because i know those are also a, a, an additional kind of thing that you guys offer yeah um so with the special allowances stuff like that it's it's going to be based upon a couple different things um so for example like myself uh i get paid a an allowance for housing and allowance for food mm. um which is really nice because my allowance for housing is actually more than my mortgage. Uh, so <laughs> completely nice. covers it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as a single soldier and the active duty, you are going, you're not going to get that housing allowance because you're going to be based on what we call a barracks. So mm. if you, uh, I'm sure you've seen those little apartments that are outside of KSU over right next to the uh, unemployment office. Uh, yeah. The stadium. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. I know some stuff. I know where things are. <laughs> uh, um, so though, like, it's like your typical apartment. You're, I don't know what the rent is on those because I haven't actually stopped and talked to anybody about it. But the typical rent for an apartment in the Kennesaw region, you know, it's looking about 1000 to $3,000 depending sure. on what you're looking at, right? And that's for your typical one-bedroom apartment. So in the Army, as an active duty soldier, as a single soldier, 
you're going to live in what we call barracks Mm -hmm. and they're set up like apartments. So you're going to go and um, it's kind of hard to do with the radio. I usually have like a little drawing that I have (laughs) throughout blueprint style with my Michelangelo skills. For those who don't know who Michelangelo is, Google it, not the Ninja Turtle. Oh, Um, (laughs) that's right. Um, So you're going to live in the, uh, the barracks and it's set up with a hallway that is your, like your common area. And that's going to have your kitchen and your bathroom in it. And uh, it's a full-sized apartment-sized kitchen, you know, so it's going to have a full-size refrigerator. It's going to have a stove, uh, and a, a full-size oven. Uh, it's going to have a sink with lots of storage space and counter space, you know, everything that you need to prepare a meal for yourself. And then you're going to have a bathroom that's, uh, I don't know, probably about the size of what you would expect for a half bath. Mm. Um, maybe a little bit bigger because you're going to have a shower and a toilet in there. And unlike most places that are just a shower, it's going to be a shower-tub combination. So if you are like me and after a long day you want to take a nice relaxing bath or whatever, um, then you have that ability to do so. And then it's broken into the rooms uh, and you do have a roommate, but the rooms are separated. So your roommate has his own room and you have your own room uh, and they're pretty good size. They're about 30 feet by 40 feet, uh, Ah. maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, And like I said, it has doors on it that lock. So when you go to work, you can close your door. You don't have to worry about your roommate coming in and mess with your stuff. Nice. Um, And then it has kind of what I think is a selling feature is the closet. It's a full walk-in closet. Like we're talking like a 10 foot tall by like four foot wide, maybe, maybe six foot wide by like 20 foot long walk-in closet. Like you'd be looking at paying probably like $2,000 a month for an apartment with that kind of walk-in closet. That's really nice. And this is going to be what's in the army barracks. And, the best thing about it is you're not paying this $1,000, $3,000 a month. You're paying absolutely zero. You live there rent-free. Yeah, wow. And you're not paying any utilities. So you're not paying water. You're not paying gas. You're not paying electric. You're not paying any of that. You're just <laughs> it. And the only thing you have to pay for is, you know, like cable internet if you choose. Sure. And if anybody out there has ever had the pleasure <laughs> of setting up internet or cable and waiting, you know, two hours – six hours you know because our representative will be with you anytime between 8 a.m and 4 p.m like that's the whole day yeah i know you know you don't have to do that it's because all of these buildings are pre-wired so you just call like you call time warner cable or whooever and you're like hey i'm in building 1232 room 213a um and they're like okay typey 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 they pull up on the system oh yes you are a cable subscriber or you're an internet subscriber we see yourself all right cool and you're like all right you know thinking hey how long you know what do i Day do I have to take off? How long does it take for them to turn my stuff on? And he's like, uh, one second. Typey, typey, flip a switch. Okay. <laughs> you're in there. You cable's on. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, you don't have to wait for somebody to come out there and set it up. It's they just it's all controlled, you know, remotely. So right, yeah. you're just like, what? All right. <laughs> so, like I said, you're only, you're only paying those, those amenities that you want. Mm. You're not having to pay for, you know, the stuff that you would normally have to pay for, such as your rent and your utilities. All that's covered. Um, on top of that, you know, food expenses. Um mm. I, I was here when I first started recruiting. I came over to the commons and I was like, hey, how much is the lunch? And they're like $16 or something. Yeah, something stupid. Yeah, some ridiculous <laughs> number. And I'm all like, well, you know, you know you're know, college, right? <laughs> this is not the Hilton. It's with the four-star sh- cafeteria. They're crazy over there. <laughs> um, and uh, with the Army, we have our we have cafeterias, call them dining facilities. And the great thing about that is we don't charge you $16 a meal for that. It's free. <laughs> um, and it's a little bit better. I'm not saying it's the Hilton four-star food. You're not going to be getting like filet mignon and, you know, crab legs for every right. meal. Right. They do make some really good food, but 
more importantly, it's free. Yeah. I mean, free food to me. I don't care what. Can't day. complain. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just, like, <laughs> spam on a plate and throw some crackers in it. It's like, hey, it's free. I'm like, all right. I'll yeah, hey. Give me the best spam I ever had. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's free. So you don't have to worry about. So you're already not paying rent. You're not paying utilities. Now you're not paying for food. So now what do you, what are you paying for? You know, like what bills do you have to go to? So yeah. now your bills are, you know, like cable internet, a car note, maybe some, you know, your insurance, maybe, uh, well, it's 2019, so everybody has a cell phone. So I'm not gonna say <laughs> yeah. so you're paying for your cell phone bill, you know, right. you're paying maybe a couple hundred dollars worth in actual bills. Yeah. And that's the, kind of the best thing about the military is because yes, our pay is not as great as a similar job. Um, so like, I'm trying to think of a good job. So like, uh, like a normal, you know, computer assistant or IT specialist, sure, making sixty k, seventy k a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, starting out in the army, we have the we have that same job. They do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Are they going to make sixty k a year starting out? No, they're not. Right. They're you know they're going to be making closer to you know like thirty thousand, some give or take. Sure. Um, but that individual who's making the sixty thousand in the civilian world, they're paying you know a couple thousand dollars in rent. Mm-hmm. They're paying a couple hundred dollars every two weeks for food. They're paying a couple hundred dollars a month for, you know, utilities. Um, they're paying, you know, they, they're paying for all these different things that add up. Uh, so now if you take a $60,000 sal- annual salary, you know, you're looking at, I don't know, maybe $3,000 a month. Mm. Um, and about 75, 80% of that paycheck is, is gone. It's right. going to your, your bills that you have to pay. Yeah. So you're like, hey, this is great. I make all this money. But then you get your paycheck and all the bills come out and everything. You're like, hey, like, how do I only have $200 in my name? <laughs> I was about to say, man, I got 20 on? bucks left. <laughs> exactly. That's gotta, and that's going to last me two weeks till I get paid? Like, come yeah. on, man. And in the Army, you know, you're not making, uh, you're not going to be making that kind of money. Uh, so you, you're looking 30000 So you're making, you know, just under $2,000 a month on a paycheck. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're not paying rent. You're not paying utilities. You're not paying for all the stuff that's coming out of your paycheck. So the only thing that's really coming out are your taxes and, you know, like the stuff that you have, you know, that you, you, you can't seem but air quotes need to survive, you know, like <laughs> cell phones and cars right. and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, things that you really don't need that yep. you, you could definitely live off without spending money on. Mm. Um, but, you know, even said you're spending a couple hundred dollars. So now your $2,000 a month paycheck, you know, take out, We'll just call it even five hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, that's most people. The average car payment's not that expensive, stuff right. like that. So you're looking five six hundred dollars. So now you still have fifteen hundred dollars yeah. on your paycheck to last you two weeks until your next paycheck. Yeah, I mean, unless you just like go out and buy Prada shoes, Blow or it, yeah, you know, <laughs> go to like the best clubs and bars every every night. To, right. you can very easily make fifteen hundred dollars last for yeah. two weeks. So hundred percent and save more. You know and I mean? save more exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean that's that's incredible. It's like the 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 just solely not looking at anything else the fiscal monetary perks that you get uh in the army from what from what you said i mean it's it's worth it you know what i mean you know, over here like hey you know what it's like man heck with his dj job like, yeah. yeah where do i sign man let me join the army man, i gotta go <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean that, that's incredible and plus all the other things that we talked about the vacation time uh, uh the, all the things that they do for your family i mean the health care that's that's incredible where else are you gonna get all that um but yeah, man, uh, did you have any kind of last remarks, things you wanted to say or uh, where, where they can contact you? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, whatever you decide to do with your career path, if you, whether it be to continue school and get a four-year degree, or if you decide school is not right for you and you want to change the pace, or you've just always wanted to serve or any of that stuff and you want some more information, definitely reach out and look at the Army because I hear it all the time. People are like, oh, you know, well, the Army's like my second choice or is my backup choice. Mm. Well, why not make the Army your first choice and still accomplish all the other goals that you want to accomplish 
but do it in a way that's going to benefit you not only in the future, but in the now as well. You know, why accumulate 40, 50, $100,000 in student loan debts? Why put yourself through the trouble of financial burden of doing something you hate and all these other things that you, when you could use the army to alleviate all of that mm. and experience something new that you, that you would likely never be able to do, you know, like how many, I mean, just for you, for example, like sure. how many times have you ever played with, with explosives? I can say that I've never played with explosives. Okay. <laughs> uh, how many times have you gone out and gotten, I won't even say gotten paid to, but just gone out and gone and go shoot a rifle like leisurely. Twice. Twice. <laughs> How many times those were you were you paid to do that? Zero. Zero. Okay, so you never you, know, you never gotten to play explosives. Yeah. You never gotten paid to shoot a rifle. You've right. only got to shoot a rifle a couple times. Yeah. You know, uh, when was the last time you got to drive a vehicle that weighed over twelve tons? Definitely never. So. Okay. You know, so these are the things I'm talking about. Like these are the experiences that you can get that you're not going to get anywhere else that you can right. get in the army, and you don't have to make a career out of it. Some of the best soldiers I've ever served with, they only served three or four years or six years or whatever, and they use the army to get education to pay for degrees or certifications or they used it as a stepping stone to move on to what they really wanted to accomplish in life and there's nothing wrong with that that's mm -hmm. perfectly acceptable like i said i've served with some amazing soldiers that that's what they did that was their end state uh so why not at least look and see what the army can offer you um you know the and there's a couple different ways that you can uh, contact us um you can look us up online at goarmy.com uh, we have a Facebook page. If you just type in Kennesaw Army Recruiting Center, uh, or you can look for me specifically because I know after hearing this amazing voice, you want to see <laughs> the sexy guy that goes with it. Hey. Uh, I'm going to warn you right now that you're probably going to be a little bit disappointed. <laughs> um, I mean, my wife seems to like me. Seems to have worked out pretty well yeah, the last 14 years. It's all years, that matters. Whatever. I do have some big old ears like Dumbo, so just prepare yourselves. Um, and I got this like this salt and pepper look going on with the gray hair. Um, so, you know, <laughs> just prepare yourself if you want to come looking for me. Uh, but if you want to speak with me specifically, uh, I'm also on Facebook. You just uh, look for Staff Sergeant Harris. If you just type that into Facebook, I'll pop up. Like I said, look for a guy uh, who looks ruggedly handsome with some good ears. You can also hit me up on Instagram, uh, Harris. It's all one. Um, or you can, you know, hit me up through text or phone. Um so okay if I do the phone numbers? Of course. Okay. Yeah, uh, so you can hit me up through text or phone uh, through a phone call at uh, 678-485-1748. And uh, <laughs> got to double check. I got to double check. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. Um, so there's a couple different ways you can look us up, but at the very least, I mean, just go check out the goarmy.com website, and it will allow you to explore more options, kind of see all the different careers that we offer, as well as look at the videos and testimonials of soldiers that have gone through basic training already, and kind of get a feel of what it is as well as there's a new app. Um, I don't remember what it's called. I, I literally just saw it a few minutes before I walked in. Um, I think it's called in our shoes or in our boots. Uh, if you look on the Apple store and I think on the Android store, they should have it on there. Um, or if you come find my Facebook page, you'll <laughs> see that I shared it on my Facebook news story. And hey. you, and you, you'll be able to see it for, you'll be able to download on there, but it's a pretty cool app that just started um, that allows you to do exactly what it sounds like. You, you can watch videos and do like a VR thing of some soldiers and what they go through on a day-to-day -day basis and kind of see for yourself what it's like to be in the army without being in the army all right well there you go guys please 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 take this opportunity to reach out to staff sergeant harris he's a great guy he's got a lot of great things to offer and so does the army um 
you know, Sergeant Harris, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me out here. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, and as always, guys, have a fantastic week. Go out there and attack it. And please, 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 another time, let's give it up for Staff Sergeant Harris. Yay! Yay, me! <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time, guys.